Good evening, mighty listeners. Welcome to the Two Peas and episode, is it 70? It is 70, mate. Episode yeah. 70. So tonight, as always, on to the hobby desk. Um, lots of terrain to talk about on the hobby desk um, and lots of building for Ben once again. Um, and then into the Galaxy of War, where we've seen a whole slew of things uh, from Necromunda through to the Heresy, um, the Imperium magazine. So lots to talk about there. Into the mortal realms, here be dragons. So plenty to get excited about in there as well, uh, obviously. Um, community section, so we're going to touch on 40k, uh, no, 40 hours of 40k. Um, because that is just around the corner now. And then lastly, into the wilds, where it's a return to Middle Earth with some exciting news to discuss. So, you excited, dude? Oh, yeah. Nice yeah, to, be to be back recording back, yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no gaps. Um, right, guys, well, grab some refreshments and we will see you on the hobby desk. Hi guys and welcome to the Hobby Desk. Um, and like Dan mentioned in the intro, it's been it's been all about scenery this month, mm. like quite literally all about scenery. I think that's pretty much what we've both done. Yeah, I think so. Um, so you've obviously done the the forty k set. Yeah. Was, was it the complete Vertigo set in the end? It was the complete Vertigo set, and it was one extra box. And I can't remember which the name of the box was, but it was one extra box. So it amounted to uh, six buildings, a bunch of like the small ruins, um, a buttload of pipes, <laughs> but that little kind of shrine thing and the little kind of tank thing, you know, like uh, so. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice, nice lot of scenery actually. Nice lot of scenery. Really happy with how it turned out. So the, these boxes for the these sets are the ones that we've been doing for the forty hours of forty k raffle. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, what I've done with it is is also I mean, the process of creating a guide to go with it. So if people wanted to expand on the set, they could do that really easy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, good. And uh, we're going to talk about how you could potentially win that set um, once we get to the community section, aren't we? Yeah, we are. But yeah. certainly uh, just go on to pretty much anywhere and type 40 hours of 40K. Um, yeah. Then I'll you don't, you don't have to wait to the community section, but you can just go there now. So, yeah, you, you've done that. Interesting, like, obviously it doesn't matter for this set because it's built, but the pipes in there, um, I think, it's a bit of a shame really if you want to make different stuff like during the construction process because they've got defined bottoms unlike the others which did not um and you've just picked up that the the box set the what is it caradon charadon charadon yeah set um has actually got the older type pipes in it which is quite exciting so it'd be great to see if they'll pop back up somewhere yeah i think i think the new ones are good in the sense that they they are a little bit more stable 
on the mm. table, which is I, I I should imagine what they've gone what the reason why they've gone for it. Um, but they the the kind of stand section, the bit that holds them, is much more significant. So, like you said, you can't do other things with them, like put them up walls is the is the obvious one. So yeah. you know you could run them up a wall before because the the, the bit that was the base um, was a lot smaller. Um, but yeah, the new Charidon set looks like it's got the old ones in, and I'm just checking while we're while we're talking as to whether or not the the old pipes have made it back because they have re-released. I, I know, the, I know this is probably better for the not the hobby hobby desk, but it you know kind of is in keeping. Um, so they have re-released um, the Battlezone Mechanicus Ferrotonic Furnace, also the Galvanic Magnavent, and the Trans Tyrannic Gantries. Um, <laughs> yeah. I hope they do go back and re-release some, because um, actually the sort of page header for the terrain section on the website has got all the old sort of cloisters and stuff in and, and those statues that you can't currently buy. So it would be nice yeah. to see that come back. It would definitely be nice to be so. I, I really love those sets. It's just, I think it's a bit of a tragedy that they're not available anymore, to be honest. So um, technique-wise, then, with the, the terrain? Yeah. Because yeah. I know so, we were sort of discussing the amount of detail, weren't we? Yeah, so um, the, the first thing to say is that they can they can be quite an overwhelming kit. I mean, we've discussed this before, um, that actually, you know, the, the, the scenery now is, is basically become a model in its own right. And by that, I mean you, you could paint up a piece of scenery and I'm not really sure why this isn't a category in, in Golden Demon, to be honest. But you could paint up a piece of scenery, and there, there's there's enough detail on it that it is as high a quality as most models that you can buy. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the the scenery itself has got everything from bloody plug sockets modelled onto it to. <laughs> <laughs> the cables running on the inside of the broken pillars so that i mean there's it's just a very very detailed kit and i have to be honest i was a little bit overwhelmed by it um and and was just sat looking at it thinking oh crikey it's just gonna take hours literally hours to to do all this it's just going through the website sorry to sort of backtrack a little bit but the vertigus set is now no longer available um, and has been replaced with the Battlefield expansion set for the Command Edition. So um, that is where you get the vertical scenery now, which is a bit of a shame because I can't see how how you get the uh, the towery bit, you know, like the shriny bit. Anyway, um, it's so what I, how I solved it actually was to. To have a good old look at the um, Games Workshop box art and realise that they hadn't painted a lot of that detail. They just kind of painted it in the in the colour of the background. Mm. And um, and I thought, oh, well, brilliant! You know, that's that's I'll run I'll run with that. And then when I did that, I, I took away a lot of the effort. And so I started with a wraith bone undercoat, which I wouldn't do the second time I did it. Um, because I zenithed it with white, and that pretty much just overpowered the whole thing. So 
I don't think, and I think wraith bone is quite an expensive colour. Um, I think I'd have got just as much bang for my buck if I'd have gone with Halford's grey and and done with done it with white over the top of that. Yeah. Um, but then all I did was pick out the bits I wanted in copper with screaming skull, and um, the bits I wanted in metal with um, Vallejo steel, and then just washed the whole thing, oil washed the whole thing, and I didn't gloss it on purpose because I oil washed it with. Um, burnt, um, I've got to get the right one, I think it's burnt ochre, so it's quite red anyway, mm-hmm. and I wanted it to act as a sort of weathering at the same time, um, almost like a powder effect, and um, and as soon as I did that, everything just came together, and then a bit of um, a bit of um, Agrax Earth Shade and um, weathering on the copper, a bit of verdigris, bit of rust and um some posters and it is i mean I'm, it sounds like i'm rushing through it but that's pretty much it to be honest Bella. um just making sure it's done as neat as you can and then but using all the mistakes to turn it into weathering i think that's the key you know so you know you using all the mistakes you make and think okay that blob could become a streak and that can, you know just messing around with it um but I'm really happy how it turned out. Really happy overall. Seeing it on the table, it's it's a great set actually. Um, real solid buildings, and it's got some nice height to the second story, and the floors are quite big as well. Mm. So it is a nice set. I mean, I'm not I'm not massively happy. I'm not I'm not happy at all that it's replaced the shrines because they they are better. Um, but this is it's just 10 times easier to put together. As a starting yeah. scenery set, you just got one wall section, another wall section, and you push it together, and it, you're done. You're literally done. Um, so it's a much easier kit to build, um, much easier kit to clean up. So it's a great starters kit. I mean, if, it, if I had that scenery in my starters kit when I first started in 1994, I would have been a very happy bunny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, rather than the card bits that we got, but yeah, and no, I really, I kept it simple, and the simplicity worked for it, which I think is a credit to the kit, really. Um, and I've, I made I made sure I kept it simple because I wanted anyone to be able to copy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's really wise. Um, so, I mean, to be honest, our, our approaches were probably pretty similar. So I've done um, the Age of Sigma set. Yeah. Um, so we've got the um, two two of the wildwoods. Yeah. Um, and then the shattered dominion set. So that's the sort of all the broken bits that link in with the the sigmarite sort of temples and stuff. Yes, but not the not the Warcry stuff, is it? It's the uh, it's no. The so yeah, so then I've got the Azerite townscape, which is the other stuff. Yeah, that's like yeah. the buildings. So um, the Chris very kindly did the did the trees for me. I think I realised quite quickly that I'd maybe bitten off a bit more than I could chew, um, <laughs> and was really struggling time wise. So Chris did the trees, um, and then handed them back to me and then what what i did is put some uh what's it ak interactive one of their grimy dark grimy enamel washes where is it oh no it's not ak sorry it's the mig 
make nature effects slimy grime dark so i put that over the top of um the leaves and stuff just to tie it in with the general theme and then um the did the bases on the trees as well to link it all together so essentially i kept it simple so buildings were um black helford's gray and white um out of spray cans uh, so you know the white was very much top down only yeah. um then basilicanum gray through the airbrush all over the nice thing about doing that as well is you can sort of focus some darker areas up in underneath if you want to yeah, yeah. a bit more on so that's cool um then a, a dry brush i think i think i to be honest i just randomly picked light colors off the side but i'm pretty sure it was tyrant skull dry um and what i did is i thought oh, i want to add a you know break it up a little bit and add in some color so I, the floors in red and then just used a bit of masking tape so that i could do like a white border on the floor yeah um, just to to again make it look a bit different um picked out a few of the little details i was going to do them in gold and then i thought oh actually maybe i'll add in some more colors as well so i did like blue dragons and red seat for sigma to sit on and stuff like that and i knew i knew it looked quite ridiculous to start with but i knew i was going to knock it right back um so yeah did, did all of that um all the sort of oh i tell you what this is one of my favorite colors is decay deposits so yeah. mig do one mine's ak but they do the mig do one um and basically all of the like bronzy metal stuff is just the brazen brass since they updated it and made it good <laughs> yeah yeah all over and then decay deposits yeah and then um just wipe some of the decay deposits away and that's it and it's just more than ample for terrain um interesting actually i was listening to i was watching cult of paint andy's do a uh, lumineff video went back yeah. and watched his lumina for you and one of the things he says in there is like let metallics do the work themselves yeah, yeah. so apply them smoothly and then let the them do what they do which is the light bounce off them so i thought that's just quite poignant for what i'm saying um it's really easy to get carried away with metallics and and, and wash all, the whole thing um and i think one of the biggest st steps i had in learning metallics was that um you're much better off being targeted with the shading um and let and letting the rays the letting the metallic be be metallic mm. otherwise there's no point if you if you put say um a gold color um balthazar gold for example and then wash it with agrax earthshade all over you may as well have just painted it with you know i want to say um, bestial brown then but that's the old color <laughs> mournfang brown um, and washed it with Agrax Earthshade because it's pretty much the same colour. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's definitely, I think, that's a really big learning point. So what, what I did do is put... So something I've started using on terrain a lot is enamel paints. Yeah. Um, so you need to get, like, a thinner, proper thinner Sansador I use for enamel paints. Um, you can't just thin them with water um you could thin them with white spirits like i did and yeah as a flipping kite for the next yeah. two hours <laughs> yeah you could do that um but so i put an enamel wash of uh, ak streaking grime 
yeah. all over everything really yeah, um and then the interesting thing as well especially with terrain where you're going for a rougher look is i would just put it on and if i wasn't happy i just added a bit more um enamel or a bit more thinner on the model itself until it, i got what i wanted I, I did for i did gloss it first um and i got a really good it, it sort of moved around really easily with that in mind um but once i'd done that stage and i put it on a bit more i then got the grimy the dark grimy dark grime slimy dark grime no slimy grime dark from mig and started putting that on in in much the same way and focusing it more down around the bottom and to get that kind of uh mossy aged look mm. um, interestingly i look now and at the time i thought oh my goodness i've gone a bit mad but actually looking at it now it's all dried up I probably would put more on if I was to do it again. Mm. Um, cause, cause actually they, the enamels do look really stark until they dry back. Yes, they do. Um, yeah. You know, similar, just a bit of the metals were just met was, were just like lead voucher with some rust effects on. Um, I even did things like I was going to do the braziers either side of Sigma flaming and do some OSL. Um, and then I would say 60% time saving, but 40% was like, oh, do you know what would look really cool? I filled them up with like mud and grass tufts and stuff. So they just look really old, um, quicker. That's really good. cool. That, that's it, really cool. Yeah, I, I was chuffed actually, because I thought, I'd, oh, you probably won't be able to see it. I mean, it's... No, I love that because if it's yeah, if it's an old like it's room, been like abandoned, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's um, really cool. I'm going to go back and do that with the ones I got from the Mortal Realms pack. <laughs> yeah, so so talking about filling things up with mud. So I got Vallejo Russian mud. I think it's called. I'm going to check because it's important. Yes, Russian mud, which is their tub of like texture. Yeah. And I used that on all the bases. I spent three and a half hours putting that shit on. Excuse my language. It was just insane how long that took. But it looks so cool. And it's got loads of weird textures in it. Um, so it's not just beads in paint. It's like mm. got little bits of, it looks like little bits of wood and vegetation and all sorts going on. So it does look really grimy. Um and you can thin it. I, I read a little bit about it. You can thin it down with um, airbrush thinner, Vallejo's airbrush thinner as well. Um, and then like splatter it off your off your paintbrushes and stuff like that if you want to. Um, but yeah, I put all that down and then just went mental with tufts. Absolutely mad. Uh, and I've got lots of tufts, so that's fine. But all different sizes, um, just sticking them all over the place. And then um, a bit more slimy dark shizzle, as it were. I've decided that's what it's called now, slimy dark shizzle. But also some slimy grime light from me. Because <laughs> um, I thought so. And what this is, I completely blame Henry Steele, Colt Paint. He's done, he's been doing Cruel Boys. Um, obviously, he's completely wrong to choose to do the Cruel Boys. Um, should just be painting corn. But 
he wanted to do crawl boys so he did swampy bases and he used russian mud with these grimy colors and every time i watch a cult of paint video i'm like yeah that's the way i want to do my hobby bye 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 and just buy all these like random things i've got stuff all over the place um to try out but yeah just did that and that was that and now i've got to work out how on earth do I send those trees anywhere without them getting broken? Well, I've put I've put my set that I've done in a 35-litre really useful box and packed it all out with bubble wrap. Mm. And the reason I've done that is because if you're going to get a set of scenery, scenery I would want it to come in a storage box. So Yeah, I mean, I, I will put it in a box. Um, I just I'm gonna have to pack it really, really well, I think. Yeah. Um, because of the trees, mainly. Yeah. Um, they're not gonna be particularly resilient. Uh, I don't think. But yeah, I'm I'm chuffed. Um, really pleased that hopefully it's just a shame it took me a little longer than I'd hoped because it means that th there won't be as much time for people to see it and then buy hopefully buy tickets to try and win it. Um, yeah. but yeah. you know, I'll get some pictures done over the weekend now, uh, of it going to, we're going to chuck in a girish expanse so that you've got a baseboard as well, uh, which will be, so it'll be 30 by 44, the board size. So it's a smaller board size, um, but ample for probably a thousand points, play a thousand points on that. And if you just buy one more girish expanse you you'd be up to your full size and it's actually i was looking and it, you could you could probably just about stretch it if you wanted to and make sort of eight areas of interest for terrain which is what they recommend for a game is recommended for for not for a two thousand point game so yeah i'm i'm really pleased really pleased with it now that it's done I won't lie, I am extra pleased that it's done. Um because obviously it just it just takes time, but a really good cause. The trouble is I've got this lumineth itch. Um I told you about that. You should wear protection. I know. Yeah, get some cream. Hmm. But yeah, so yeah. Obviously, having finished that project, I did what I always do today. <laughs> And I had a really good tidy up in the hobby room, uh -huh. which made my day. I was chuffed. That's like half my hobby is tidying up the hobby room. Move some yeah. stuff around. Just so generally. other than going to just move you away from tidying your hobby desk. Yep, it's good. You it's did good. Scarbrand as well this month. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, I did. Which is I? nice to see. And it's been so... a while since we've recorded, isn't it? Yeah. So he was completely not motivated by his ability to put out mortal wounds in obscene way no um, of course not but essentially he was the only corn model i had which wasn't painted and then i was gonna i we went to curtain games for a 2000 point event which we can talk about in the mortal realms a bit more but I wanted to take Scarbrand, so he had to be painted so and I, it was really good actually because uh, myself Dan Wosley and Ben Chambers went and all of us. So Dan wanted a unit of 10 um, swordsmen for his cities. Um, ben wanted to add a mega gargant 
and I wanted Scarbrand. So we all painted them like with that kind of, oh, there's an event coming, there's an event coming, got to get them done. And, and which was ace. It was really yeah. actually quite exciting to do it together. Um, I came back from the event with a box of mighty skull crushers, though. So the corn army <laughs> is once again unfinished. Um, but I also came back somehow. I came back from holiday with some mighty skull crushers, the Lumineff Realm Lords army box set, and catacombs for Warcry. So completely unfocused. But what it is, what it is, is Warcry is the best thing ever created other than Age of Sigmar. And the reason it sometimes pips even Age of Sigmar is because it's so convenient to play. And there's campaigns, narrative campaigns, that you can recreate stuff from the Broken Round series, but on the tabletop, on in a Warcry scale. Um, and so naturally, I've gone off and bought some Ossiarch Bone Reapers to do that. Um, <laughs> You're unbelievable. Chris, Chris <laughs> was like, oh, let's do this campaign. I was like, yeah, oh, that's cool. Right, we need Ark and the Black. And Chris was like, yeah, yeah, maybe we could proxy. And I nearly lost it. I was like, I am, we're not proxying. We need that hat. We need that hat. <laughs> it's about the hat. Um, so he's done a great job. He's converted Arkan. He, he bought Arkan, but then he didn't want him on that like in that big jumpy pose mm. so he did him sort of dismounted so that was pretty ace um and then i've got what have i got i've got the endless spells to do because there's one of them that looks like an angry skeleton that you need um and i take another thing that is quite a good idea for for if you're going to do war cry but with like other bands is the um Oh, what's that game called with all the, the hexagons? Underworlds. Underworlds. <laughs> I try to remember that. Um, yeah, the Underworlds warbands. So I picked up the Canaan's Reapers, I think they're called. Mm. Something like that. Um, because they make a good little band. They're like, I don't know five six hundred points mm. um so it's a good a good start so yeah uh, quite a quite a lot of hobby done really especially considering i spent a you know couple of weeks away um, yeah yeah so quite a bit done um but also quite a number of different projects added to the project aisle list. yeah yeah yeah. So uh, the, the other thing that I've been doing is assembling my Dominion box sets and finishing off my Iron Jaws army and assembling Kragnos. <gasps> yes. And um, and I, I, I'm really overwhelmed with this feeling that all I ever seem to do is assemble models at the moment. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I don't, I can't assemble models quickly because I can't stand mold lines and crappy bits on the model so really struggling to keep up mm. um well you've got to paint kragnos dude i do need to paint kragnos you've got um, until the 13th of september really because you're not going to do any painting on that day i suppose you could paint him in the car <laughs> 
In your BMW? No, I don't think so. Tufts on his base in the car. <laughs> no, I just stick them on the roof and scare people. Yeah. Border destruction. You've got to, you've got to get him done. I just want to fight him. He's going to biff everything. He's so good. <laughs> He's so strong. So on that note, um, we have actually done quite a lot of hobby, haven't we? We have. Um, more than I expected, actually, or more than I thought I had. And um, when you say you assembled models or painted this, or done, it's when you've done a big project and you talk about the project, it doesn't really get, and like a, that scenery, there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of paint on model. Um, to That's do what board. takes the time, isn't it? It's not so much the technique or having to be, but even like, just adding that mud stuff to the base, it just takes a long time. Do you know what's taking me hours and driving me mad? It's magnetising my bases. <laughs> By the time I've scraped out the base and, and magnetised it, it's like, that's an evening's work for like... The Dominion took me the best part of three days. So um, I bought some mini mag trays from minimagtray.co.uk. Hmm. Um, and to take because we went to this aos tournament and i was really worried that i would get picked up for loss of coherency so i got mm -hmm. the magnetized tracks and on his website he has a guide to magnetizing models to go on the trace which i think i may adopt because he what he does is he gets some hot melt glue and squirts it a little bit into the base then has all the magnets like on the table like neodymium magnets so like five mil across pushes the base down onto it and because the thing that always bugs me with those type magnets if you just super glue them straight on is they're never quite flush with the bottom which causes the super glue bit to weaken mm. um when you're trying to put it on but because he does it with the hot melt glue and then he just snaps all the magnets off from this hot melt glue once it's dry puts the super glue on then and puts it on um and what i like about that is to try and avoid what you've just said which is the whole digging out the whole base um pain. so yeah might do that real pain shall we move on to 40k then square i think we shall to the galaxy of war For drop pod assault, yeah, <laughs> dude. Ah, yep. so excited. So I, I don't care. You know, people may will have different views, but I'm sorry, any grumblers. Like I said to you earlier, there are people that if you gave them a fifty pound note, they just complain because not everywhere accepts them. Um, and I just feel that way. I, I so I sign up to Warhammer Plus. Yeah. um and i am it is ah oh, me like i just think back to like 12 year old me getting into warhammer and how exciting it was and i think if if well not that i'd have probably been allowed to watch hammer and bolter at 12 years <laughs> old because that was pretty brutal um you know but the angels of death stuff as well oh, it's so good like and it's not even the pinnacle you know it's that there will be more and things will develop and oh. 
those assassins that are there's such good subjects as well because they're things that are really there's they're really 40k you know that ecclesiarchal one and, and the orcs and assassins assassins are so good yeah so yeah, yeah. It's fair to say I have enjoyed my purchase of Warhammer Plus. The battle reports, I think, I mean, obviously you would expect this because the product, you you know, Games Workshop financially have great production values on these things. But I think the battle reports are, are the best format I've seen. The way they they record it, but but then talk about their decisions and, and why they've done this and why they've done and it and it's you know obviously they've got time to do go crazy on the editing but it's got cool effects zooming in on the battlefields and the rules pop up so you can see them the 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 only problem I had with the 40k battle report is it made me want to play 40k because <laughs> that's a terrible thing i know well the trouble is though i'm you know i'm very focused on aos at the moment and there's only so much time in the day but i was like right i need i think to be honest and if anyone in games which persisting don't do this because it will cost me money but you know like when you're watching something on youtube and it comes up and goes subscribe and you can click subscribe. if it had that but for that new imperium magazine oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'd be done i'd be done yeah yeah, so, well, that's yeah. a good place to start. So the the new Imperium magazine, which is the Hatchet Partworks um, new magazine, replacing oh, I forgot what the last one was called now. Ta-da! Oh, what was the last one called, Dan? It was called not this one. Yeah. Anyway, so the, it was replacing the old forty k one, um, and is 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 now out. It's now in the shops. Um, it's episode one or first edition or whatever you want to call it is is uh is out in shops now so you'll be able to go and pick that up and that's got i think it's got a, a blade guard and a and a, a heavy boy isn't it a heavy necron boy so it's a primaris <clears throat> lieutenant oh is it yeah and a royal warden primaris lieutenant which one yeah the one with the shield and the volkite pistol oh wow like the blade the blade guard lieutenant yeah it looks like a blade guard but he's he's a yeah yeah, yeah, and and it also has six dice and one of those measury ruler things and a magazine, which I haven't actually looked at yet. I'm going to open it. So, um, live on the podcast, I, I um, I'm a big fan of the Mortal Realms magazine, and um, which is the Age of Sigma one, which is one I've got. Um, I think it's a fantastic way to drip read background as a beginner. If you followed the painting guides that are in there. Um, and did it as you collected it, you would end up with a really nice collection and a painted and a really, I reckon, a decent battle battle top, tabletop standard as well. Um, I'm really impressed with it. I, I have had issues with Hatchet Works themselves as a company, but their website is now considerably better than it was. So that's um, that's helped issues. And I have to say, every time I have had problems, they have. Um, rapidly resolved them in a reasonable fashion so overall i think i've been very impressed with mortal realms i don't know what these are there's like some kind of like it's for it's for the missions in there dan these things with like one two three four yes they look like make your own dice yeah so they they will um 
they'll have like scenarios in there for you to learn how to play. So that's brilliant, right? That's good. I like that, right? And it's oh, it's ring bounded. Oh dear. This is a bit good, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. So premium subscription, two pound per issue. You get a chaos sorcerer, a chaos space. Oh my goodness! Orcs, no. Yep. So in the in the magazine themselves, model wise, you will end up with a an Imperium army, which is a mixture of the new Primaris um, Sisters of Battle um, and um admec uh, and there's some interesting things in there like there's actually gilliburd we'll get gilliburd um there's also the atv there's the tech pr- priest dude like the big one um uh, and then the necrons there's some pretty heavy stuff in there so there's pretty big stuff in there as well so um not a monolith but pretty much the other two big models and then you get Two of the Vertigus um, box sets, two of the Vertigus add-on boxes that uh, we were talking about earlier. So not, not two of the big box. No, no, the sub the Vertigus add-on box set. So the sub cloister and storage veins. So you'd end, oh, up yeah. with, you'd end up with two sub sub cloisters and two storage veins. Um, and you, there's the um, shipping containers. There's the um, like the, the generators, the Hemo, what's it generators, and a bunch of pipes. So it's a it's a great collection. It really is. And oh, look! I know this is a podcast. Sorry when I'm saying, oh look. So this poster. is I've got what is that? A one? Yeah. Yeah. A one Necron versus Ultramarine. Yeah, that's nice. Battle games in the 41st millennium. But see, oh, oh dear. It's interesting that they've gone for. Oh, what's that? Oh, have you seen this like only available model? Yeah. Yeah. So every one that they've done so far has had a limited edition model as part of the collection. So it was a Stormcast. Um, it was a Stormcast for Mortal Realms. It was a lieutenant, really cool lieutenant for um is the one walking forward drawing a sword for the last um Yeah, he was lovely. Head, I, I got him actually somehow. He was on issue um, five. And uh they, they they've got a new lieutenant for this one too. So it's um it, yeah. Does it have how much of the um What's the box that came out? What was the box called? Indomitus. How much of the Indomitus Space Marines is in it? A bit, dude. So um, you've got the um, Assault Intercessors, 10 of those. You've got the three bikes. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many Blade Guard you get or whether you get any Blade Guard. It's hard to see. But you get the... um, Easy build um, infiltrators, yeah, um, and you get the e- you get the sniper dudes. Oh yeah, um, I can't see whether you I get don't the even know what that thing is for Mechanicum back there. Oh, it's not for Mechanicum. That's why it's a penitent engine. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah so that yeah there's um there's basically the sisters of battle starters box set in there the, the, the you know the one they released mm. atv the little gun turret thing effectively from what i can see it's the sisters of battle starter set the one they released that the um the the sneaky boys starter set when they released that so that had the infiltrators the um the, the dudes with jump packs and heavy weapons all of that kind of business uh, it's a i think it's i think it's a great set it's a great collection it's very very tempting it, it is it is and it it just it comes out monthly and it turns up and and you end up with just more models than you can. I mean, that's it's kind of over. More realms is kind of overwhelming. I've got I've got so many models to do because of more realms, mm. and you save a significant amount, like a significant amount. And if you go premium, so what's that? Two pound an issue, so that's going to be eight pound a month. And you get some Tau Empire, some Chaos. So I didn't do that with Mortar Arms, and I probably wouldn't do that for that because their no. their models I just probably would not paint or do, and they'd sit in my cupboard and never get done. So, mm. well, how much is it then normally? I think it's seven oh, ninety nine somewhere. It? I think it ends up about thirty quid a month. Mm. Anyway. Should we move on from Imperium? Much as it's a great set. Yeah, because um, I've just got just stupid excited about that. I think that's brilliant. We've we've had um I've we've had Kill Team come out today, which is really exciting. Um and I've opened it and it's as gorgeous in person as uh as a um as we hoped it was going to be. I um, saw it today actually. I went to um Games Workshop in Bristol Centre. Yeah. And um, they had built it and had it on the table, yeah. and it looked really nice. Um, so I'm really excited about Kill Team, Dan. I, I really hope they do what they've done for. Uh, I really hope they release specialist Kill Teams like Gaunt's Ghosts, in the vein of Underworlds. I really hope they do that. Otherwise, I think they're, they're missing a trick with it. But um, it's a great start. It's a great start. But we've already spoken about that box set and, and the things in it. But um, I don't know if they still... I know when I worked for Games Workshop, they used to talk about closing the sale and actually asking someone if they want to buy it. And I, yeah. I, I can only assume they don't do that anymore because I'm really glad they didn't. <laughs> otherwise, yeah. it would be on my shelf. I know yeah. that. So, there's some, so there's been some pretty cool stuff come out the last... or teased or released... Um, probably teased for 40k over the last month. So, the one I wanted to start with is the two new Necromunda models of the uh, of a new house, which I forgot the name, but they they consider themselves to be the most military of the houses of Necromunda. And there's this wonderful like Lord dude with a bionic leg that looks like a, oh yeah, like a, a, like a um, bird claw and a breastplate with a sash, and he's got his walking cane and a monocle he's just flipping amazing i absolutely love him and he's partnered up with this lass who's sort of in fancy arbiter gear um carrying a shotgun and see in fairness it does say that in the background that um 
that uh, most of them haven't seen combat, but she clearly has. Her face is a ruin. Uh, <coughs> but um, yeah, I really like both of them. I think they're a fantastic addition to um, to Necromunda. Um, I wondered if they might sort of be an indicator of of another house, but Chris seems to think they're already sort of covered off in the background. They they're linked in with House Orlock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's right. And um, I I just think it's another cool way that they're just getting little bits of forty k into the that they wouldn't be able to otherwise cover. Mm. I think they've. I really they're, they're two two of my favourite models of the year, without a doubt. Those two. Um, so the other the other the next exciting thing um is black templars back and this is exciting for me for lots and lots of reasons so firstly other than a few ultramarine things this is the first this is the first release of primaris that are chapter specific yes so we've already seen the emperor's champion which i think is brilliant and lots of people have been like, oh, he should be wearing more ornate armour. No, 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 no. The black armour is, des- is is very specific. It's, it's, it's beautifully made, but it's it's not that ornate. It's not meant to be ornate. It's it's like, it's almost like his coffin. Um, not many Empress Champions survive for that long because they go out and seek the hardest thing on the table um, or the battlefield. They're... I think it's great. I think it's really, really cool. And it's such a good reimagining of the old model. Um, and we've seen a dude with a flamer. But that one, the dude with the flamer indicates we're probably going to get a box set of of Templars, aren't we? So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I really it's exciting because I I've got a soft spot for Black Templars because when fourth edition came out, I I painted Black Templars and I did for a little while after that, actually, and I've got a Black Templars army. Um which isn't too shoddy, um, which I might pull some of them out and photograph and put them up on there. Um, but the, the artwork is amazing. It's it's just it's just exciting to see the, like the next phase of the next phase of Primaris. Now is probably going to be chapter specific releases, isn't it? For a little while, I think. I like that they've paid homage to the previous iteration of the Marshall. Yeah, the Emperor's Champion. Oh, the Emperor's Champion. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Yeah. What I also like is that in the artwork, they've increased, they included things that were, were that were originally done by um, hobbyists, not not heavy metal, not Games Workshop per se, but things like the cross on the helmet. Yeah, they were they were done by you know fans, as it were, yeah. rather than. So I just think it's it's really exciting. It's it's an exciting phase. Um, of course, I'm I'm now desperately waiting for the Space Wolf release, <laughs> of course, because that's what I'm thought. As soon as I saw them, I was like, oh yeah, if they're doing them, they'll do Space Wolf. Um, didn't you get a Didn't you get a Space Wolf Primaris Lieutenant? Yeah, we got one. Yeah, that's too many, right? So. So yeah, that's I think that's dead exciting. That is very that's... exciting. I um, just want to like I've just looked at the models from Hexfire. So that was Castellan Crow. Yeah, yeah. And the Zinchin um Zappy Zinchman. 
Yeah. I've just noticed he's got like little tiny screamers. Yes, I mean it's a fab model, isn't it? How cool are they? It's you know, really it's cool. it's such a shame because there's so many armies I'd love to do, but like they've always got trim. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that Castellan, I saw a picture of him doing a 360 today on Instagram. Is so much better um, seen as seen as in three dimensions as that as the picture sort of imp- implied. So yeah, he's great. He's great. He's great. Um, and the other kind of really exciting set of releases, which I think is pointing to um, pointing to the next phase of Horus Heresy, is we we've actually had three legions praetors in the last month. So we've had um, Sons of Horus, uh, Imperial Fists, and an Ultramarines. And they're all fantastic. Um, but for me, that really feels like a, a nice bit of momentum for, for Horus Heresy because we, there was a kind of um, a couple of, well, probably a month or so ago now, there was a, um, yeah, it was e- easily a month or so now, there was a kind of sneak peek of what everyone thinks is uh, a new heresy box set because there's mm. models in there we've never seen before. So we've got plastic beakies, so the Mark VI Space Marine, um, as a box set, which is just brilliant because I think I think what we're going to head towards is um, is these kind of uh, hopefully a plastic sort of legacy set of Mark Sixes, Mark Fives, Mark Fours, uh, Mark Sevens, um, and hopefully going all they'll go back and do like the early ones too. Um, there, there appears to be a new contemptor in there, which I think is great because the old one is a little bit static because the waist is fixed, and um, the, I think there's two characters in there too in the sneak peeks of those pictures, and there is the possibility. That there's a plastic Spartan in the picture too, but we're, mm. we're I've there's a big part of me that thinks that that's clutching at hopeful straws. Um, but there's also a big part of me that thinks that that would be absolutely the bomb <laughs> 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 because I love Spartans and um, yeah, and people would buy that Sparta. And the Land Raider box is the Land Raider kit is has really withstood time, hasn't it? It's such a beautifully designed kit. Um, it, it doesn't need upgrading in any way, does it? Um, no. So why why redo the Land Raider when you can redo the Spartan and um, and cough cough the Mastodon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would do that. Yeah, in plastic. that would be good. Um, so I think we're about to see. We're about to see some heresy fun, Dan. That's it what I think. It certainly seems that way. And I think that's no. pretty cool. I think that's pretty exciting. Very exciting, actually. Do you, reckon there'll be, do you reckon there'll be new sets of rules with it? Do you reckon they'll move it towards ninth edition? Or do you reckon they'll solidify its place as sort of a different set of rules? Mm-hmm. I... I personally think we're going to see, I think they're going to keep the old rules because then that will mirror a kind of Warhammer Fantasy Battles 
and Age of Signa, and then Horus Heresy and Warhammer 40k. Do you see what I mean? You've got like, you'd have like, um, from you know, from the past with a different set of rules. Yeah, I think I think the risk of change in a way is you know it's got quite an established fan base. Yes, it does. Yeah, who played it specifically? A lot of them stuck with it because of because it's if it's rule set. Yeah, and I yeah. think if you lose them, that would be very bad. Yes, it would. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but. Hopefully they won't. The Praetors are lovely. I'll tell you what, though. I did think the the Ultramarine ones, the way they've painted them, is very reminiscent of 40K style, I felt, yes, rather I, than I, the Heresy style. And I, I actually think they, I'd love to see them done, done Heresy-wise because they look a bit too bling for me when they're done like that. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the cap- Terminator Captain's my favourite. He's just he's just he's like a sh- walking shrine of Ultramar, isn't he? He's just yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, that is very true. Uh, and the the other thing that we've had released is the uh, we've already mentioned it a bit, but the Caradon the Caradon uh, Warzone. So which contains a fair bit of stuff in it, um, seventy quid's worth of those kind of um, uh, what do they call them? Silos, yeah, the ferrotonic furnaces, and um, and then you've got the the sort of plasma generator thing, and there's a fair bit in there. There's a there's a really bizarrely small amount of pipes, though. I'm not yeah. really sure. Three sections of pipes is a bit bit of an odd one, but um, it's just like one sprue, isn't it? I think. Yeah, it is, and it's nice to see that they brought back some of those individual mechanic and box sets, but. I mean, we've spoken about this a fair few times, but it is it's, it's my biggest bugbear at the moment with Games Workshop's release schedule, releases, is their scenery. Um, and I'm afraid, I'm afraid I've found another thing that's just aggravated me about it. And I can't pass through this section without mentioning it, is that the, the Verticus set we were talking about in the hobby desk um, the original Verticus set came with a sort of shrine-like Mechanicum thing with a sort mm-hmm. of statue built into yeah, it. Yeah. That's no longer available in any of the box sets that they currently sell. So effectively, they sell two, two box sets, so the Command Edition Starters Kit and then the Command Edition Battlefield Expansion set, which is exactly the same set of scenery as the Command Edition Starters Kit, just doubled. So that means you would have twice as much of the same scenery. Uh, and, and then you've got that um, expansion that we were talking about that um, we added on to the, um, the sub-cloister uh, and, and storage vein. And they've renamed it as Battlezone Manufactorum rather than Verticus for that. So, but we don't have that shrine-like thing. I mean, that's not, that's not old, that no. shrine. It's really not. And it's just killing me. It's just, it's just, it's just driving me absolutely mad. Absolutely mad because that's a fantastic piece of scenery, and I'm sure there's a good reason. I'm sure there is. It's probably something to do with production and however much they can keep on the shelf. And they've just released this new orc stuff as well, and that'll probably make its way out as a separate kit. And there's only so much scenery they can have, but 
But, you know, you've now got rid of the cloisters. You've got rid of a massive chunk of the Vertigus stuff. It, it's it's getting a bit painful, really. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's it's getting a bit aggravating. Um, it's um, it's extremely frustrating. It's extremely frustrating, and uh, and I really I'd like to see the back of it. To be honest, I'd like to see the terrain page of the Games Workshop website filled with like I mean, like you said, the the statues in the header. And all the scenery in the header is no longer available. It aggravates me and it needs to stop. Or we need to be told why it's happening because it's it's just frustrating beyond words. If you plan if buying a sable, and the reason why it frustrates me is because if you're planning to build a set of terrain for a board, it's not a small investment. If you go for games workshop scenery. It's not a small investment. So to put it into this perspective, you can buy a set on here called the Forge World Battlefield, which is a bunch of the Verticus sets and the and the Manufactorum, Mechanicus Direct Factorum. That's £178. All right. You know, and it really probably is looking at the buildings, not a full, maybe it is a sort of most of a table you'd have to buy something else so you're looking at over 200 pounds so most people uh, myself included cannot afford to go into a games workshop and drop 200 plus pounds on scenery all at once right so you 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 stagger it you stagger it so you buy a bit you buy a bit you buy a bit you buy a bit at the moment i'd be really reluctant to get in on a new set of, of scenery i don't know about you yeah i unless a, because it might be gone, and then you've got half a board of it, and you're like, "Well, I don't want half a board of it. I want a whole board of it, and I can't have a whole board of it because you've gone flipping, taking it off." It's aggravating. Hmm. I think we've said before. I, the thing that bothers me is is more the communication element. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. ultimately, I guess you know. I can only imagine. The decision has been made that you can have X number of product codes as terrain, say, for 40K. And they want to keep it releasing new ones to keep it vibrant, keep people buying ones that they don't have, and therefore they get rid of other ones. Um, But, yeah, it's just... Mm. Frustrating. It is frustrating. I'm sorry, but it is... Yeah, and uh, and I oh, I know you like it, but I I think that the the Caragdon box set actually is a pretty random selection of scenery. You know, it, it doesn't really tie together for me. Mm. So you you got the two furnaces, they're cool, they're, you know, great, and you've got that um, you know, those, those hematronic what's it's big disky things and some pipes but there's really not many of the pipes and then a couple of like the plasma towers and it's a bit like i don't know there's no there's no buildings there's no gantries there's no walkways there's no i don't know it just feels like an odd collection of scenery and i i'm not sure i would i'm not sure i would be keen to get it to be honest Mm. which is a shame because i do like the scenery but I am looking at the other stuff that they've done, that they've released. You know, there's smaller box sets and thinking, well, my, you don't know how long they're going to be on sale again. I might have to pick the bloody things up. Mm, yeah, <laughs> no, that's true. 
there we go. Anyway, so I, I don't want to finish on a sour note, but it is it is something that is repeatedly coming up now. Every single time we release an episode, there is effectively a, a piece of scenery has gone nowhere, has disappeared. Um, and for it to be one of their new range just is baffling to me. Absolutely. Well, hopefully we'll see it reboxed. And... I hope so. I hope so. Well, um, because it's a different it, way. Having just painted it, it's a it's a cracking piece of scenery. It really is. It's gorgeous, and it, it deserves to have a place on the shelf. Mm. And it's not a big thing either. And you could you could release it for twenty quid as a separate sprue, and people would probably pick it up. There we go. Anyway, sorry to end end the section on a bit of negativity. I'm sure we can find something positive to talk about to to round it off. But um, well, I'm danger of thing is if I start talking about. Warhammer Plus or this Imperium magazine again. We, we'll have another segment the same length. So, yeah, let's go know. trade a Sigma and get get some happy vibes. Happy, happy, happy. Hi guys, and welcome to the Mortal Realms where there are dragons. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was pointed out back. to me. It was pointed out to me this week. So I run a delivery office um, for Raw Mail, and my delivery office is called Winterborn. And somebody said, "Oh, you're like the Lord of Winterborn," and I was like, "Oh, yes." So um, that came up just because I was thinking about dragons in Game of Thrones. That's the link. All right, I see. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, we have just a stunning release for dragons that has floored me completely. So, after Dominion came out, they 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 sneak peeked like a whole bunch of stuff that so much that I kind of lost track of what it was. So, we have the chariots, and we've got the the kind of um, stormcast swordsmen and the stormcast archers, and the the first lord of an entire chamber not entire chamber but entire what are they called the big called storm host storm host yeah and um and a whole bunch of cruel boy stuff and then i thought and i thought that was it dan i thought there we go that's it and then like a couple of days or a week or so later they dropped the dragons and i absolutely melted yeah and then they went and dropped the smaller dragons with dudes riding them yeah and that was the end. <laughs> honestly, honestly, it's just, yeah. Age of Sigma, mate, is just blowing things out of the water. You know, when you think about models like, I know she's been around a little while now, but Lariel. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, when the Gash first came out in the end times, it was like, oh my goodness me, you know, this is insane. But now he's he is still wonderful and really big. But he, you know, he is one of many. Yeah. yeah. Got Alariel, now, you know, Kragnos, the dragons that are coming out, you know, Croak, you know, Bellacor. Yeah. I mean, I saw Bellacor in the flesh the other day. Oh, my goodness me. Yeah. You know, just incredible. Um, the Mega Gargants. Yeah. You know, they're just all so, so um, good. My little laddie, Tristan. He's he's getting more and more into it now. Um, his he was we went to Games Workshop um, One World on the way back from holiday. Um, 
Which is why we didn't record an episode in the middle, guys, because we've both been on holiday, so we apologise. But that's life, and, you know, we have families and stuff. Like Anyway, so he's, he's, he looks very serious. He goes, Dad, I think I know why I like um, Stormcast more than I do Space Marines. I was like, oh, okay, why do you like Stormcast more than Space Marines? Because they get to ride really cool things like dragons and those cat things and and like griffin things and <laughs> I was like yeah you're you're not wrong actually because I mean in 40k all the bigger stuff is kind of vehicles isn't it you know it's, it's like a, a tank of some description or a bike of some description but in Age of Sigma it's just it's cool monsters to have yeah. I know. <laughs> So we've got we've got two dragons. Um, by the look of it, they're both made from the same set. Um, one is um, the scarred dude, the scarred on his head, and the other one, his the name, scar dude. Uh, the scar he's, dude. He's called the scar dude. Yeah, Crondis. He's the son of Draco Dracothian. Is it Crondis the one with the scar? So what's his brother called? The other one, non Crondis. Non non Crondis. <laughs> really? I can't remember and it's bogging me because I knew that this would come up and I was like, oh, I've been racking my brain, racking my brain. So we have no no Crondis is the blue one, Dan. Crondis oh, is, is the son of Dracothian. And the other one is called um Karazai the Scarred. I just thought he was called the Scarred. Oh yeah. So yeah, and they are just superb, absolutely superb. Um I think I like them because the most. I think I, the, well, the reason why I like them as much as I do is because the two different faces that they've got aren't just two different angry dudes. They have a kind of personality yep. that fits with them. So, you, you know, um, Crondis is, um, is majestic and wise and he's got that kind of almost knowing look on his face, almost like a smirk. Reminds me of the dragon from Merlin. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. and then Karazai is just like, um, he, he's just like the angry one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and his background is quite cool. So finding himself without an invitation to Sigmar's party, so he might he might be a little bit of a you know angry one, like really like. He's been off scouring Gur, seeking vengeance for his scrambled kin and wreaking havoc on the forces of destruction. So when a dragon spends too long in the realm of beasts, though, a little of that realm will also find its way into the dragon, and thus it is that Krasio has become a bitter and violent creature. So he might be a bit of a problem in the future. He looks. He reminds me of Scar from from Lion King. King. Yes. Um, yeah, so two crackers, and then it's like just as if that wasn't enough, like you said, then like a couple of days later, they're like, Oh, yeah, yeah. and by the way, we've got some stormcast riding dragons. It's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do, yeah. And apparently, if you take the um, the prime on a dragon, um, then you can have the army of dragons, which is yeah. not poo at all, is it? So, what I'm a bit worried about, and I'm going to voice this now. Um, hope it doesn't come true. Is um, the number of the box sets they've done for Stormcast? You you buy, and you said it's happened to some other things as well. So um, it comes in a set of box of three. So let's say the let's say the um, 
what's the the little kind of cat dragon things? The Draco cat oh. dragon things. Yeah, the Dracolines. Dracolines. There you go. Um, they come as a box set of three, but you can you can build one so that it's a character model. But the unit comes in three, so then you've got two. Two that you don't know what to do with. Oh, yeah, yeah. I really, really... I find that a bit aggravating. Um, but I'm really hoping they don't do that with these. So I'm really hoping these don't come as a box set of two. And then you can choose to build one as the as the Lord. That's exactly what will happen, though. So yeah, stop, it, ho- it, stop hoping that and just start coming to terms with it and just thinking... I get a free dragon with my lord. It will be better though, because because they come in a set of two. So if you bought no, because then you'd end up having to have two lords. Oh, it's just unless you can unless they sort of deploy as individual models, in which case that's fine, isn't it? So yeah, it's all Over. fine. Those dragons are fine. They are. They're perfect. They're perfect. Yeah. The, the big boys are just incredible. So here we go. That's them. Um, and, the, and then the other thing that's been given a lot more information for is um, the mortal, uh, the not the mortal realm, sorry, the uh, old world. Oh, yes. So we have some clarification on what that is going to be like. So it is going to be um, set in the uh, an era several hundred years before the end times. Um, yeah, it's it... about a hundred years before the Great War Against Chaos, where Magnus the Pious yeah. is the sort of main dude. So the Empire is a bit more fractured. Yes. Um, hasn't united itself completely. Ooh. Um, we're going to have square bases, um, and it's going to be a kind of a hybrid rule set based on the best bits from Warhammer Fantasy Battles, um, which is I think is quite exciting. So um, it's, it's mega be- exciting. It's mega exciting because actually, let's not forget that you know Warhammer Fantasy Battles. For all it was frustrating at times, it was still a fantastic game. And yeah. up until the end times, you know, that was the I was playing that quite a bit. Um, yeah. I loved my high elf army, I love ranked up looking armies, they look great. Um, there is absolutely a place for both of these games, and I'm so excited we're going to have both of these games. Yeah, um, yeah. Age of Sigmar is hands down the best thing that happened that could have possibly happened um, to the old world because what they've now got is two separate games rather than trying to make the old world be Age of Sigmar. Yeah. Age of Sigmar be the old world. They are two separate games. And and I think that's so exciting. So exciting. Um, Yeah, I can't wait. I cannot wait to go back and revisit... Um, the Empire and Dwarves and the World's Edge Mountains, you know. Yeah, um, I mean, so... Bugman and his brewery and... They have done a lot more fleshing out on the maps. Yeah. You know, there's, they, they're, they're looking more and more detailed. So 
you can what's really exciting about the announcement is they very specifically said your old armies will be valid the models will be valid um and there will be new ones so it's what we're looking at here really is perhaps a re-release of all of those old sets that have gone the way of the dodo you know because there are no there are no real one fantasy battle sets out at the moment apart from the empire kits um so we could we could see them all come out we could see whole whole new ones which i think would be a bit i i can't see that happening to be honest dan i can't see them I can't see them redoing all of the races, but I can see them re-releasing a lot of the old stuff mm. until there's new stuff to come out. Um, it's going to be mega. It's going to be brilliant. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. it. It, Like you said, we're going to get the best of both worlds, and that is banging. Yep. Yes, it is. It does mean I'm going to have to rebase my Swords Masters of Hoeth from their circular bases back onto... Um, square bases. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that is, yeah, it's, it's very, it's very exciting that it's on the way. Very excited. Although, yeah, quite where I'm going to put that in my projects list. I don't know. No, that's the thing that kills me is that. I haven't got a painted Warhammer fantasy about that. You do, though. So, you know, you're going to be all right. Nah, because I'm not... I don't... Even if, from the get-go, there are high elves, I will do a new army. Because it's like when Age of Sigmar came out. Rather than, you know, crying in a corner and wishing that it had never happened and just rebasing my old army and all the rest of it... I just was like, right, I'm embracing this. And that's where the corn came from. And I love yeah. it. I love that game. And, and I will sort of do the same with this one. Although, yeah. Well, hopefully at the rate that they're getting through actually getting around to releasing anything, Hannah will probably have gone to school by then and there'll be more spare time. Yeah. 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 Because it, that, that reference is to the fact that a lot of the things that were planned to come out this month have not. So the... Age of Sigma battle tomes for Auric War Clans and um, Stormcast are due, were due, and they haven't made it because of shipping, I think, is there some delays in transit or something like that? Mm. Never mind. Never mind. That's not, I know, I'm not talking about shipping delays. I'm talking about how long it's taking, or because this Warhammer the Old World was first sort of. Oh, the logo was shown years, well, a couple of years ago. If not Are you more. Sure? Are you sure? Because I was feeling it was last year, but then I've completely lost track of time. Yeah, I have a bit. No, I'm sure it was a couple of years ago. Hmm. Maybe not, but anyway. Gives us time to prepare our army, so Dan. Yeah. No, I the, the, the shipping thing with regards to the Stormcast and the Orcs, you know, I went into co-op today. There was no bloody bread on the shelf. It's ridiculous. Mm. I can cope with, you know, I don't think there's any need to be getting, losing oneself over the fact your plastic models haven't quite arrived yet and they can't even get bread on the shelf, for goodness sakes. Well, you know, on, on that note, we're, we're talking about things that we're running out of stock of. Blood bottles. 
we are a national problem with blood bottles now um, for taking people's blood. So, I mean, that's that's pretty significant. <laughs> mm. No blood tests, only urgent blood tests at the moment. Yeah, is... yeah. And that's because the factory was shut down for two weeks because there was no one well enough to make the plastic. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Isn't it? But there we go. Um, so... I think overall that's an exciting set of awesome stuff for for the Warhammer Fantasy slash Age of Sigma. I think that's that's really exciting times, Dan. Yeah, very much so. Wonderful. Well, we shall therefore go into the community now. You'll have a chat about forty hours of forty k. glorious community so it is almost upon us 40 hours of 40k uh so the guys came on was it last episode or was it the one before oh was it before uh, that goodness me i think it was the one before last i think it was 68 then 68 so um if you haven't listened to that episode go listen to that episode um there's lots of onions involved there so Lots of onions. Yeah, there was lots of onions involved. Okay. What are you talking about? It was a bit sniffly at times, Dan. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, um, dude, I just literally just asked you, have you got all the detail hand so I don't muck it up? And you said yes. So, over to you. I do. So, I mean, we've been going on about it for long enough now that you, sh- you should probably know what this is. 40 Hours of 40K is a two-day streaming event on the um, 12th, 11th and 12th of September. It's going to be a live Twitch stream where you can watch some poor sods play 40K for 40 hours. Um, and they mean it. I mean, there's no there's no sitting around, mucking around. It's back-to-back gaming for 40 hours. And... Um, um, a toilet breaks, of course, loud because that could get a bit messy. Um, <laughs> and, and of course, surrounding that whole thing is is a whole bunch of other stuff going on. So there's going to be um, painting lessons. There's going to be um, uh, people coming on the Twitch stream, and it, it's just a cool event. And if you're in Twitch, then and you know, please go and log in just for a little bit and give them some support. I'm sure they would really super appreciate it, especially at three o'clock in the morning when you've been standing up for best part of 30 hours a little message saying hi andy hope you're doing well you're doing awesome that would that would go down a treat because you know when you're doing these kind of endurance events there especially the ones overnight uh, you can feel a little bit low and the old natural steroids <laughs> you could do with a bit of a boost um there's a couple of cool things going on on the day itself um and one of them is the is the raffle <laughs> Um, and the raffle has got a bunch of prizes, including the two terrain sets that Dan and I talked about on our hobby desk that we've put together. So they're two boards. Um, so it effectively amounts to four kill team boards size worth of terrain. Um, so the Age of Sigmar is, is eight pieces on that. 
um, and the Vertica stuff is about the same. So um, all fully painted, all in the box, um, and that's our contribution. But there's also things like a Farseer, Space Wolf Lord, a ton of Ultramarines, there's a Slanesh Demon, there's a diorama with Ragnar kicking the snot out of an Orc war boss, there's a Typhus diorama, um, there is a four-hour painting lesson, um, and there's framed 40k artwork. There's just there's loads of cool stuff. And it's five pounds a ticket. Um, and you donate via their Just Giving page um, and write your name and the words event raffle. And the Just Giving page is um is on their uh Instagram page, um, which I can just look up because it's always a bit rubbish I'm reading these kind of links out, but it's justgiving.com forward slash fundraising, forward slash 40 hours of 40K 2021. Um, and you can go there and, um, and donate your five pounds. The other thing that's going on is um, is an awesome, awesome Necron army that uh, Red Eagle Studios has, uh, Bobby from Red Eagle Studios, has been coordinating a worldwide team of extraordinarily good painters um, have come together and painted a, a Necron army, 3,000 point Necron army, including sculpting and conversions, um, sculpted, resculpted uh, Deceiver by Anfarius, which is just glorious. Um, it, it's an incredibly high standard army, um, and that is for auction. So, and you can put your bids in. So, if you if you fancy a fully painted 3,000 point army, um, I, I would go and um, have a look at their either Red Eagle Studios for 40 hours 40k both got excellent pictures on it uh, and have a look at those because it's, it's, it's fantastic it's a really nice army it's a really nice army and what's cool about it is it's absolutely not the way I would have painted Necrons and yet it works perfectly so it's, it's nice it's really cool um, so if you have nothing to do on the 11th and 12th of September, or if you have five minutes, um, please turn on Switch. Please go and support them. Um, £5 raffle ticket will go a long way, and the prizes are wicked. Um, it's an event that we're really, really keen to support as much as we can. Um, the whole pur purpose of it is to raise money for a charity called Calm which is dispelling or is, is, is mission is to dispel the um, kind of stigma attached to talking about mental health, to recovering from um, difficult times, from just talking to people and, um, and prevention of suicide. And it's a great charity. Um, the website Calm Zone has got some fantastic resources on it. Um, and every penny that this event raises, 40 hours, 40K, every penny, um, will be donated directly to them. All right, so this is a good cause, um, and it's specifically, um, in this instance, to, pre to prevention of suicide in men, um, which is some shocking statistics of suicide in men. It is the leading cause of death um, in young men by quite a long way, and it's it, it's time to kind of really get to grips with it and we get to grips with it by helping these charities do the work to spread the good word, spread the 
um, education and resources that will help people. Um, and it's 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 simple stuff that's really effective. Um, so please, guys, if you can spare a fiver, go and buy a raffle ticket. If you can't, then just log into Twitch, spread the word, tell your friend, post about it, share something, share you know one of the prize pictures or the picture of the charity raffle of the auction army. Sorry, um, it's it's worth it. It can make a huge difference. It can make a huge difference. And where um, I'm sorry if you've said this, and I was just looking through the various forty hours of forty k links there, but. Where is the best place to go to see all of the raffle prizes? For so either on their Instagram feed, um, it's a good place to do that. So 40 hours of 40k on their Instagram feed, um, it should have um, should have them all on there, um, or on Red Eagle Studio. Okay. Yeah, that's all on their Instagram feed, and there's a. It's a crushingly embarrassing video of me on there as well, talking about it. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's it's all it's all on there. It's great. Cool. No, that's ace, isn't it? Really good and really pleased to be involved with that. Yeah, I am too. It's um I think what one of the things about this hobby is that it's very core. Is it's it's a social hobby. It's it's very much mm -hmm. a social hobby, um, and it's it used to be that you know you could spend a whole whole part of the hobby, the painting side of the hobby, um, very isolated. But actually, I think social media has has changed that. So now painters. And artists are uh, communicating with each other. They're um, they're doing like Zoom painting nights with each other. Um, I I have a well, before COVID destroyed it a painting night around my house once a week, um, where a couple of guys come over. Um, it is it's core a social hobby, and it's it, we have a real potential here to you know to to use that. And it's amazing um, community to do some good. And I think 40 hours of 40K is a, is a perfect way to do that. Um, yeah. It's a perfect way to do that. Great. Well, I think, you know, we wanted to completely focus on that. It, it's really that important um, in this community. And that's what we've done. Uh, so I think with that in mind, we shall head into the wilds. Yes. Welcome to the wilds, the wilds, the deep dark places of Middle Earth. You might look find Radagasta Brown if you look under the tree. <laughs> and that's what we're <laughs> yeah. that's what we're going to talk about because um, it's been a while. In fairness, it has been a while since we talked about Age of Sigma. Um, but my God, how, Age, the, you've just said Age of Sigma. I, have I think that it. says it all, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, since we talked about Middle Earth, but <laughs> they have just they have just 
run with it, we run with it, we carry on. Um, they have just uh, released a belting set of releases as well. So let's start from, it, it all got announced in Articom, which I've never heard of. Um, How have 20- you not heard of Articom? Well, I don't know. What is it? Go on, fill me on what Articon is then. I don't know, I've never heard of it. Oh, okay, it's the largest annual no. gathering of fans <laughs> of Middle Earth strategy game in the world. Cool. There yeah. You go. So, and um, there's a whole bunch of stuff to cover off here. So, the first thing I'd like to talk about is um, is they've done a new Witch King. So, it's going to be one of their plastic sets where there's multiple options. So, they've got the, the Witch King just with his sword and the dagger and the hood as you would expect to have seen him at um, Weathertop. He can also be built so he's carrying the mace and he has his helmet on, as you would have seen him on Pelennor Fields. Um, and there is exactly those two versions on horseback as well. So with the helmet or with the hood or on horseback. I'm not sure there is a time in the book or films where he's on the horseback with his helmet on looking like that, but who gives a poop really um and i think that's great i think that's really cool i really hope that they they we end up with a plastic um ring wraith set full ring wraith set which would be excellent but um i'll take the rich king to start with i think it's superb and uh that is basically come out with a the new book, the new book that has been announced is The Fall of the Necromancer, which is going to contain well, all the juicy bits of, I'm sure, of Gandalf going there to check it out and the White Council going there to kick him in the nuts and the fight against the fight against the ring race. And, oh, it's going to be amazing. It's a great bit. The Goldegar is a, is a cool little part of the... Uh, of the Lord of the Rings sort of story. And it's the bit, it's the bit in the Hobbit movies that I think that they didn't mess up, I have to say. So it's not mentioned a great deal in the Hobbit. Um, and it's not mentioned a great deal in the Lord of the Rings, but you know, it's the last time the white council in the form of Saruman um, and Galadriel and, um, or, Elrond. Elrond. Um fight together and kick kick ass, really. <laughs> so, um, it's a cool bit in the film, it really is. But the thing that I'm most excited about this is is the scenery release, Danny. It's just immense. Lord of the Rings series releases have been, I think, some of Games Workshop's finest work. So we start off with the um the the dale fishing fishing hut thing fishing house yeah yeah that won awards and it's still one of the best scenery kits they do then you have the rohirrim stuff which is just incredible and now we have the ruins of the hawk of Dur, and it is a phenomenal kit it's got loads of intricacy to it it's got like proper rooms it's and it could be used for any any fantasy creepy place going really i think 
I think it's, it's I think it's amazing. It's very good. Yeah, I really think it's amazing. Uh, I can't wait to get my hands on that because I, I definitely need more stuff to fill up the room that I don't have. <laughs> it's a nightmare. It's cool to see them creepy statues back. They were in something else. Those creepy statues. Yeah, they but... were in the very first Lord of the Rings terrain set. Yeah, they were. They were. Or something very similar to that. So that's that scenery set really, really excites me. And there's a there's a the dread ruins of Golda, and there's a video that just is is uh, very very exciting as well. And when I watched it, I was jumping around like an idiot because uh, it's it's just great. I love the depth to it. Like there's there's actual rooms, Dan. Like you know, I mean, I probably not the easiest thing to play on, if I'm being honest. To get you know in, into those deep areas, but it's just brilliant. Anyway, I'm fawning now. Talking about scenery, though, I was going to say there's a very on, exciting yeah. little release, um, which is going through Forgeod. It's going to be in resin, um, and it is the ruins of Amon Hen, which, for those of you who aren't Lord of the Rings savvy, is the scene in the films where um, Frodo ends up. Um, having put the ring on, hiding from Boromir, and he is discovered by Aragorn. And then Aragorn kicks the snot out of about 30 of you. <laughs> it's such a good scene. Um, and it's been remade, it's been done in resin. Now, this is exciting for me because um, it's the second iconic piece of scenery that they've done. And the first one being Weathertop. And for me, that means hopefully that we're going to see Weathertop stay in their catalogue because they obviously want to keep these things around. And Weathertop is one of those things where I desperately want to buy it, but I find that I'm always just stuck short by the fact that it is quite a pricey kit and I can only see me using it for one specific scenario. Uh, and as a result, I always end up sort of not doing it. Um, but the moment I have a spare, <laughs> a spare lot of money, it's going it on. It's going on Weathertop because it's just a beautiful piece of terrain. We used to have one in Games Workshop Plymouth. Do you remember? I remember having like half of one. I've just gone onto the Forgewood website and found that they've discontinued. Well, it says sold out, no longer available. Whether that means it is actually no longer available forever, the Watchtower of Amundsen. So I'm in a bit of a grump. Oh, sad times. Well, sad hopefully, things. hopefully it's just some kind of crazy technical error. Yeah. I mean, the problem is with this one, I can actually understand why they would drop it because it's... It's, it's an expensive, big piece of resin, and I'm not sure that can't can't sold sold that many of them. So I can understand why they why they have. But yeah, bit of a shame. Like I said, it's one of those things I've always meant to get, but never had 270 quid floating around. I didn't realise it was 275 quid. I th- I think it used to be. Um... 
200 pounds. So do you, the other thing we want to talk about is actually our overall impressions of Warhammer Plus, isn't it? So Warhammer Plus was released on Wednesday. Dan and I both signed up to it. Um, taking aside the whole package, it's how much a month is it? Now? It's four ninety nine a month. Four ninety nine a month. And if you subscribe for a full month, you get a ten pound game switcher gift voucher. Yeah. So two if you subscribe free. this month, and um, with it, you get. They haven't released a lot of episodes of a lot of things, but actually, I'm quite pleased about that because I think it, if they drip feed it out like TV shows, then you're going to get more bang for your buck. Really, I can understand why they haven't done it all at once. Um, with the battle reports on there, like Dan said, uh, you've watched them, I haven't, but um, they're very high quality. And uh, you get access to the vault, which has got a whole bunch of old publications in PDF, which are no longer valid. They're not, you know, not up-to-date rules. They're old rules, but they are cool, um, including old issues of White Dwarf. Um, it's mostly background in the yeah. vault. So like yeah. um, some of the books where that would have come out with rules, it specifically says it's just the background bit. Yeah. yeah we well, don't need the rules, do you? Well, no. And um, also you've got the, you will have the 40K and Age of Sigma apps rolled into that too. So and you get free model if you subscribe for a year. So now I think, I really think it's, I think it's good. I think it's good. And I'd like to have seen both of the apps ready to go on launch. I'm not sure why they took the Age of Sigma app down before it was finished, before the new one was finished. Um, but I, I think, I think overall it's good. I think for, for the basically the price of a cup of Costa, I get to watch cool videos and have access to a whole bunch of cool stuff. Yeah, I love it. I'm really happy. Um, much, well, just as you say, shame the AOS app isn't ready. Um, but I'm not surprised. I mean, the 40K one wasn't. So, you know. I think on that note, I think that I would choose, I would have chosen to have a flagship AOS series at least one episode of it on on launch as well because at the moment there's four episodes up of three episodes of hammer and bolter and ones of angels of death and uh that's all 40k and i would have like i think there could have been they'd have done well to have some age of sigma content on there to start with yeah it's my view yeah yeah it would be nice um one a couple of bits i think um would be good for them to iron out it, so I was an Apple subscriber to the 40K app, and that caused me some problems when I tried to sign up to Warhammer Plus. Well, that's your um, fault for being an Apple subscriber. It may well be, but there are many people who are Apple sub- subscribers. That's so you you had to. So in the end, I had to delete the 40K app from my iPad, re-download it go into it to log in at which point it said um it prompted the subscription option 
and then I was able to subscribe to Warhammer Plus. But that was just trial and error until I found that that's how it did it. And, Why didn't you uh, just go on onto the website and do it through? I tried, Warhammer? but it just every time I did it, it just said um, error. There are nurglings in the system. Yeah. That was just the message um, constantly. So, you know. I may have been the only mumpty. I wasn't because there was loads of people who were asking about it. But um, so I think that that was quite frustrating. So that's something to iron out. And the other thing is, I, <laughs> it's very hard to find the Warhammer Vault, or I'm finding it hard to find the one. If you go on Google and type in Warhammer Vault, it doesn't come up. I'm even in the article about the vault. And unless you click there, no. I noticed that as well. There's still like nowhere to really click. I would have liked it to have been an app. Yeah, like a like a like a mother a home app like a yeah yeah actually yeah. So a few people have said that um, it's quite hard because you've got to stay online to read the content and stuff like that. Yeah. So you can't download it into a a method that you might want to look at it. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I, I find it really hard to find the vault. Oh, here we go. Discover the Warhammer vault. There we go. Sign in. Oh, while we're on wild things, Warhammer plushies. Yeah, mental. <laughs> <laughs> And did you, awesome. Did you see that they've done like a giant Nurgling one, but they've also done a giant Archibald the Griffin dude? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's cool. I'd like to snotly. Well, yeah, give it time. The, the, the Nurgle one is ace, though. That's really cool. How far back does the, uh, does the White Dwarfs go? Not that far. Oh, it's only got the visions. The visions were great, really, in a way. They were slightly strange, but it was kind of a turning point in photography of miniatures, I think. Visions. Hmm. There we are. Anyway, so I think we're rambling a bit now, Dan. So shall we? Um, shall we bring this this crazy um, story to an end? Yes, go on then. Yeah. You do the link things. Because <laughs> you can't remember them. Yeah. It's, well, it's very easy, Dan. It's it's at the 2Ps podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, and you'll find us. And it'd be lovely to have you interact. Give us a shout, say hello, send us messages, Tag us and things you think are cool. We love that. And um, we're also on YouTube, although having said that, the we are very sorry about this. But for some reason, Podbean is being an absolute butt face with uploading our stuff onto YouTube. So we're trying to find a workaround to do that. Um, but we may have to manually do it. Um, and unfortunately, my computer hasn't got the, the uh, grunt to do that. Um, or the space, rather. So, um, yeah, you'll find us on there. Lovely to see you all again, and uh, we shall catch you for episode 71. Yes, indeed. Bye, guys. Bye.